When the Apostle Paul writes of the mystery, as he often does, what is he referring to? Simply put, that which was veiled in the Old Testament and is now clearly revealed in the New. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. The Apostle Paul begins Ephesians chapter 2, writing about the fact that we are all by nature dead in trespasses and sins walking in the ways of Satan, living in the lust of our flesh and indulging its desires. He says in a word that we are all by nature children of wrath. These truths are followed by two wonderful words, but God. But God in his rich mercy and great love made us alive together with Christ. And being saved by grace, being created in Christ Jesus for good works is the glorious news of the gospel. And it is for all people. The barrier between Jew and Gentile has been broken down. We are being built together into the dwelling of God in the Spirit. This leads Paul to open up chapter 3, intending on praying. But before he actually does, he is compelled to tell us the glorious truth yet again that he explained in chapter 2. Hear now God's word in Ephesians chapter 3. Verses 1 through 13. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery, as I wrote before in brief. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, of which I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ, and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. Therefore, I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. Paul begins verse 1 with the words, For this reason. And then he writes them again in verse 14 and follows them up with, I bow my knees before the Father. He intended on praying from the get-go of what we know as Ephesians chapter 3, but he ended up first having to teach about the mystery, which he does in verses 2 through 13. And he uses that phrase multiple times in this text. What is the mystery? 
Well, in verse 6, he says, to be specific, the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members, and partakers of the body and promise of Christ. And though Yahweh made this promise to Abraham, it was not made known clearly until it was revealed in all of its fullness to the apostles and prophets. Paul loved to preach this gospel. He was not ashamed of it. He knew it was the power of God unto salvation for all who believed, Jew and Gentile. Now, doing this landed Paul in prison, as he reminded us in the first verse of chapter 3. But he asked the church at Ephesus and beyond not to allow his situation, his tribulations, his imprisonment to cause them to lose heart. And he tells us why. He says, for they are your glory, in verse 13. And in verse 10, he says, it's because all that our triune God is doing is so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to all those authorities in heavenly realms, all according to the eternal purpose of the Lord. Now in verse 14, he returns to what he began to say in verse 1, and he now does pray. And he ends this prayer in verses 20 and 21 with these words. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him.